Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith Parrish here once again with my buddies through the miracle of computer phone here with John Burr. Aloha, boys. And with Dave DeFore. Dave, how's it going? Not too bad. Not too bad. Coach, coach. Mr. Coach Dave DeFore is joining us. Uh, I was a couple minutes late starting this Zoom meeting. Because yeah. I have I had set a squirrel trap in my front yard, and I saw that the the squirrel was uh, was nearby. Hold on, like I, I could tell him. What yeah. is this a euphemism? Why for, did sir? you Why did you trap a squirrel? Here's the thing, Dave. Getting I into will, fur trading, or I will live in harmony with the squirrels until they penetrate uh, the so many euphemisms the perimeter of my house. Once they enter the house. There's a there's a little a little what's called like maybe the near the the fascia on the uh, side of the house a little maybe a soffit. Um, oh, seen okay, I understand. Rotted. It's it started going inside the house. Okay. Yeah. And that's we've done this before. And right. they know I I am I'm a squirrel mangler. There was an accident a couple years ago where a squirrel froze to death on my watch. That was my bad. Um, Ooh. Jack caught, squirrel. I caught it in a trap, but the trap it happened at night, and apparently it was cold enough that night in Tennessee that the squirrel died. And I felt Jack, honestly Jack Nicholson at the end har- of the horrified about it. All this yeah. because I had a squirrel in my attic back then. Right. And and I asked, like, you know, I, I contacted an animal control thing and they were like, Yeah, it's like sixteen hundred dollars. I'm like, What? They're like, check it, it daily. This is a humane trap, I'm assuming. It was a humane trap. It wasn't yeah, it yeah. wasn't like a mouse trap. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, listen, I, I, I relocated squirrels. I have no problem with like killing a squirrel, right? Like, I mean, it's this. I mean, is I'm not... a, my choice is to not kill a squirrel. I, I get that. Yeah, I have I don't some like concerns about the family. Like, right. am I breaking up families here? If I drive it to another side of town and and release it in a nice wooded area, there is it like, yo, where's my kids? Like, I don't know well, what, how squirrels live. You're a bit a little bit early right now. Oh, for so. the children, yeah, yeah. For the breeding season. Anyways, yeah. what if you I... treat the squirrel as if it's Nicodemus from The Secret of Nim mentally? That's a problem. We we have we've 
humanized our our, oh. our our animals, and I don't know what they're what they're like. But basically, I I can't communicate to this. Hey, stay out of my house. Like I, like I don't. You, you can live outside. It's fine. Anyway, I think it, you get, can. And get I, a dog. I think you can with like your urine and like maybe yeah. without bathing. I think you can put forth pheromones that will. Well, do no, so. honestly, I, I tried some. There's like there's like fox urine or something that they mm-hmm. sell at Home Depot. I, I put cayenne pepper in this kidding. little hole he's been sneaking through. This 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 squirrel likes spicy food apparently. Squirrel, <laughs> no no problem with the cayenne. But anyway, I set a trap up on the roof. Being like, this is right where he walks. It's going to get him. I didn't get him for a couple of days. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just put it in the yard. So uh, it'll be easy to see. Anyways, I was about to start the Zoom. And then I see the squirrel coming up to the trap. And I'm like, oh, I got to film this. I mean, I got to see what happens. Unfortunately, um, the squirrel got away. Didn't work this time. The squirrel, and this is my mistake, uh, it was close enough to a tree on the ground where the squirrel jumped on top of the trap, thus triggering the door, shuts the door. So now I'm like, oh, I got to get further away from the tree. So that was my, that was my delay. So have you fixed the hole in the house? That, that no, you, the... no, I don't know how to do that. Um, okay. No. Uh, it, it, I think yes. you're supposed to put, um, I'm not kidding, uh, like. Um, put like a mesh. Like, like I you put, put aluminum like foil over wire. it. What's, what's how about chicken wire? You scrub, you scrub like pots and pans with it. Steel wool? Steel wool. Steel I think wool? you're supposed to put steel wool in Yeah, there. they can't chew through that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I they can. I think you just kill them by doing that. Oh, they, then they digest it. Oh, they 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 eat the steel. So you're wool. back That's to another uh, back to another horrible mangling situation. Squirrel. Anyway, well, speaking of eating steel wool, uh, you guys know we speaking start with of breakfast. Steel wool. Yeah, John. I had a friend who would eat. He actually designed our logo. A friend who would eat something called psyllium husk. Are you guys oh. familiar with psyllium? Oh husk? yeah, Shut, man. Shut up, absolutely. No, what there is are this? books? There are whole books dedicated. So what psyllium husk looks like when it comes out of you. Okay, that's where I'm headed, Dave. Because yeah. the answer is squirrel tail. Oh. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's about right. Wow. Yeah. I, my my background is health and fitness. Often. He because... helps me get there very quickly. Yeah. Dave's, yeah. Like, uh, Dave's like Jokic over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, Setting up the right play. You uh, work. I used to work at health and fitness, and uh, you would have some some very interesting conversations around psyllium husk. Yeah. Don't do it, man. Uh, I mean, or is the idea to clean things out. What, yeah. What's like, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. It's, it it's a, it's a it bulking Steel fiber. Wool. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So the water hits it. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. And it, and it's got to make its way out. Is that the a human body is a maybe? fascinating and disgusting place horrifying nightmare yeah, yeah it's awful it's think awful of that, think of that nightmare image but uh i get the same result i just husk. eat three donuts a day three donuts a day yeah yeah Sorry, was that I your breakfast john what is your breakfast it was magaz magaz yeah tradition uh, tradition blueberry cake uh, did you get the lemon filled that's too sweet I for did. you yes yeah. so you get the blueberry cake like old-fashioned style donut is that it's blueberry cake glazed, so I'm kind of yeah. having it. I'm having it always, yes. And there is yeah. this is this donut is so good, Dave. You can feel the crunch of like corpuscles of salt. It's incredible. Mm. It's All right. like All right. it's almost like they're. I'm gonna get to this later. This is we're gonna. Uh, this is this presages our discussion about uh, officiating later. It's almost like their lack of mass production and their old timiness by making it. So that they can't really get all the salt broken down, it all it almost adds to it. It's like the 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 processing not being so pure and manufactured is a good thing. Like you get a nice little salt treat. 
Yes. Well, it's like you it. want your yeah. It's They're cust- trying to get it all furniture. Mixed you want a slight They're... defect in there. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You want your drummer to not be totally locked in in the pro. Well, actually, you do I guess you got to quantize all those things. But yeah, a little mistake every now and then. It's fun for the audio uh, files. Um. Anyway, uh, uh, Dave. This is. I mean, just, you never bring anything of worth. I don't. To the I don't breakfast do breakfast. Yeah. I don't yeah. do breakfast. I, yeah. I did a late night. Cereal protein shake, which oh, is cereal uh, flavored or a ce- yeah, no, oh. it's cereal flavored. Um, is it that so cinnamon toast crunch nonsense? I have the chips ahoy version of that, and I also have not the a fruity cereal pebbles, fruit, fruity pebbles, yeah, version okay. of that. Well, the chips ahoy, I, a cookie I crisp, I guess, it's like cookie yeah. crisp, okay. yeah, or not chips so, ahoy, cookie crisp. I don't, yeah. I don't protein eat, shake right before critical. bed. Is that good? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I lifted. Really heavy yesterday, so all oh, recovery to, stuff. Yeah, why? And then I don't the goes keys. to work. Yeah, right. Uh, and, well, right. it was uh, right before bed. It was like three hours before bed. I don't like to go to bed until I digested everything. Yeah. So I try to cut it off pretty early. And then this morning, you know, I just get up and I function on black yeah. coffee until my uh, my nighttime protein shake is a white Russian. Just like a, like a mommy. That's a good one. Extra cream. You should mix some creatine in that and see yeah. what happens. Yeah, I really could. Yeah. No, my breakfast no, was. Actually, I, I'm kidding. I ate a pound of ground beef this morning. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, my uh, my breakfast. I had a taco from Lady Bird Tacos, a, a little joint near me. Uh, it was a egg and bacon and cheese taco with a little bit of a like a creamy jalapeno. How sauce. was the bacon? It Crunchy. Was, incredible. No. Uh, Crunchy. Giant thick. And not crunchy, which honestly See, is how I like it. Interesting, because I, I feel like crunchy bacon on a breakfast burrito yeah. or a breakfast taco is kind of the next level of like that thing, right? Adds Just that crunchy texture feel. to the inside. Yeah, I, I like that quite a bit. No, these are giant um, slabs of bacon. I like bacon yeah, so Canadian as a bacon. topping. When it's a topping, it needs to be crispy. If it's not a topping, I will accept rubbery, uh, delicious, yeah. salty. Well, honestly, this bacon was pretty rubbery because this this taco was actually um, much better the day it was made, which was Saturday. These, mm. these were left. Oh. These were leftover oh. tacos. The two Soggy. day old tacos. Yeah, a lot of very old tacos. Um, but here's the thing: they were. I, I went to you a. You look uh, like a bachelor, Keith. Always. Um, I went to a four-year-old's birthday party. It was a breakfast birthday party. And they had, it was catered with these these huge trays of of these tacos that are incredible um, when fresh. And um, there was so many, they were like, please take some home. I'm like, well, I'm doing that. I I still, again, living like a bachelor, I still, I don't turn down free stuff usually. And so I just had piles and piles of these tacos in 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 my fridge. And I'm like, you know what? Let's push it. Let's see if we can go one more day. One more day on makes taco. Me, makes me think of San Antonio. My my favorite tacos in San Antonio came from a donut shop. There you go. Yeah. And they did they did these amazing bean and cheese tacos with yeah. bacon. That I mean, it sounds like, oh, bean and cheese, but crispy. They would, you know, toast them. Oh, it was amazing. Oh, it's perfect. I, I used to love that place. Yeah. It was like, oh, you know, a buck of taco. I'm starving for a fresh meal. San Antonio is a pretty underrated city. You know what? I lived there for a couple of years and I actually agree. Yeah. Uh, It it really, it has more to offer than you would think. The the one drawback being it's sexist. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Don't mess with it. Um, those yeah, were our. Yeah, I try. Oh, I don't those, were, those were our breakfast. After our breakfast, we moved to our breakfast in bed. Apologies. This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong on a previous episode. It is usually the first time we talk about the NBA, which this show is supposed to be about. Um, my apology is not about the NBA. It's Well, it sort of is. I apologize for not knowing what in the world Starry was. The soft fear mist? Yeah, so, so someone let us know. It's a, it's a Pepsi soda product. It's replacing. It's a rebranding of their Sierra Mist. I haven't double-checked this fact, so I could be making this mistake again. But I first heard of Starry at NBA All-Star Weekend. Apologies for not knowing what that was. Dave, you were at All-Star Weekend. Um, what was your uh, what was your takeaway? Do you have a lot of good, uh, a lot of good interactions? Uh, checking out the scene, sure. trying free samples of Starry? Um, actually, you know what? I had the sugar-free Starry, and it was fine. Tastes like Sierra Mist. But you, know, you only had it sprites. because it was given to you free, I assume. Oh, yeah. 100%. That, yeah, turn down. That's I don't Pepsi want this. products in general, right? Yeah. I mean, listen, Pepsi bought KFC and Taco Bell. And I mean, they started a whole side business, this Yum Brands thing, because nobody yeah. wants Pepsi. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Like, I mean, if they have to buy restaurants to get their their product into restaurants, Pizza Hut, and movie that's the theaters. Other and yeah. movie, they had to buy these things. I mean, I'm not, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just not a Pepsi guy from the South. But Pepsi, they're, 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 uh, they're Gatorade though, right? Because Coke I have no and Powerade. Idea. I don't know. All these, all these corporate, the, they're the all the going to be one mega Coke is Powerade because Pepsi ended up with, with I believe, the, the, the Gatorade. Um, Pepsi, the only Pepsi I like, and it's a very specific, um, I'm going to call it an artisanal Pepsi. Crystal clear? It, no, no, no. Well, of course, crystal clear was great um, back in um, my middle school days. But the uh, Hagar, the fountain, mach- the fountain machine, Pepsi served specifically at Vanderbilt's Memorial Gymnasium <laughs> was delicious. Just okay. absolutely better than any other soda ever. And Greatest so, home court advantage in all the yeah, world. Yeah, we keep talking Me- about Memorial Gymnasium. Meanwhile, every Stephouse. McDonald's in the world. Has Coca Cola that tastes better than that Pepsi? Oh, it's so well. It's so true. The the McDonald's Coca Cola where they're allowed to add what probably cocaine or whatever it is. Into <laughs> right. it. it is the best. It's the original recipe. It is the best drink ever. Um, there have only been three things in my life that have kept me away from a movie theater for more than seven days. Uh, the release of the Damon Chazelle film Babylon sent me into a. <laughs> Uh, a prolonged depression where I uh, canceled my Regal movie pass and didn't see a movie for about three weeks. Uh, touring, which is just a miserable, warlike experience. And then finally, when uh, they switched from Coke to Pepsi products. <laughs> took, I took about 14 days off. Had to that reassess. Was, that, that, that kept you away from the movies longer than COVID. If I had to drink Pepsi <laughs> with popcorn, if I yes. had to drink Pepsi with popcorn, I would not get popcorn. Right. But, anyways, you you tried you tried the sugar free. But was, were there any other takeaways, Dave, from All Star? It was Weekend? fine. Okay. Um, I, no. Uh, I mean, your van you know, broke the, down, right? You had you had some travel issues. Yeah. And things. Well, which yeah. the, the van? How'd you end back up getting there? By the way, did you hitchhike? No, I rented a car. Come oh, on, okay. man. It, you know, uh, I used the one of the, what is the app called Turo or whatever, where I borrowed someone's car uh, from Las Vegas. Really? It was a. It was a. Never yeah, it was heard a, of this. Very interesting. Outstanding. 
Yeah. Uh, you don't borrow. I mean, you pay for it. But yeah. and really, it's just like everything. It's just like Airbnb, where this is, you know, it starts out as, well, you know, you got a spare room in your house, right. rent it out to now I've started a uh, a small business where I buy a bunch of apartments. Right. And right. only put them on Airbnb. Well, Turo, one of the reasons why there's been a car shortage beyond COVID. Right. There's no rental cars either. Well, people bought cars and started their own little like rental fleet through this Turo app. So anyway, I took advantage of that. Yeah. Uh, And the Toyota Corolla is sort of the unofficial vehicle of Volkswagen trips. Uh, They've been finishing trips for me for (laughs) nearly a decade. Uh, So the clutch went out in my van and it, it happened of all the places for it to happen. It's a hotel that I always stay at. Uh, I ate Nobu the night before, which maybe I wouldn't have eaten if I had known I was going to have a $4,000 bill on my van. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's a great what experience. What was more, the van or the Nobu? Oh, the van, <laughs> the van by a lot. Uh, but, it, you know, it was stuff that just needed to get done. So my clutch went out and it was like seven years old. So, you know, it, it was on the cusp. It could have happened in a worse place. Um, I just like you know, that you're a van I man, gonna... and, and I instantly know everything about you from knowing that you're a van man. Um, Yeah, I don't know about that, man. I, I'm a little clean to be considered a van man. I'm a guy that has a van. I, like, I enjoy I just know camping. That once, once you go van, you can't go back. Yeah, but once, I don't once live you know in this the, van. The experience of uh, the power of having a, a van at your disposal, you will always have a van for the rest of your life. I, you know what, there's a, there's a, I, I can see where, where you're coming from on that. And there's a good chance. Um, although I may switch to a pickup truck with a, with a camper. Show, but still, but I look at, I look at a, a nice van, especially if it's like a sprinter bus or something. I look oh, yeah. at that the same way. Most red blooded American males look at like a 67 Mustang. I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, I'm a motorcycle <laughs> guy and I've, uh, I've done, I'm, I don't know how many miles, a lot of, a lot of miles motorcycling with a tent on the back of the, the motorcycle. So uh, the van is an upgrade on that. You get to carry way more stuff than you need, but it also means that I get to do, like I can have three different trips in one trip. I can bring stuff for water stuff. I can bring stuff to hike. I can bring stuff for, you know, whatever I want to do outside and I have the space for it, but also I have a fridge, which means I have cold beer at camp all the time. That's the, the biggest thing about the van on, on the motorcycle. It's like, you know, all right, I'll pick up this, you know, the six pack and you don't have hope a, it stays cold. You don't well, have, a, have a, a spot for a 12, 12 case. Now of, I do. I have these an ice on the back of your uh, motorcycle. I have these aluminum tank. Uh, these, these aluminum panniers is what they're called on the side uh, of my, on the side of my Africa twins. You just fill them and, with natty, uh, natty ice. Yeah. You get a, well, you get a bag <laughs> with your beers in it and then you, you fill that with as much ice as you can get. And then the aluminum, you know, it helps keep it from spilling all over the place. But That's uh, incredible. yeah, it, the, the van is a little bit better for that. Plus, again, I can bring like four or five pairs of shoes. Oh, that's the van. I was thinking of the motorcycle. The van. Oh, the motorcycle. Right. No, the vo- motorcycle. Like trailing you wear. behind you like a yeah. newlywed no. couple. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> yeah. shoes trailing behind in the road. No. Motorcycle. Um, I, I would bring motorcycle shoes, one pair of like walking around comfortable shoes, and then flip flops, which is what you wore ninety percent of the time that you weren't wearing motorcycle boots because. When you wear motorcycle boots all day, especially in the summertime, like in Spain where it's hot, um, your feet are just sweating and you're just cooking in in those boots all day. 
You want to take those boots off and just walk around, let your fo- let your that's, toes breathe. That's just part of adulthood is just sweating in the things you're supposed to wear. No, no. I don't like to sit and sweat. Who wants to be fl- like stewed? I don't wear flip-flops. I can't imagine. I don't have John. a choice, Dave. Yeah. Um, you wear slides? I'm sweating right now. No. I just Are you wear slides. I just wear shoes. Guy. No, no. You don't let your feet fly ever. No. Do you wear house slippers? No. No. So I nothing wear, without I laces? Thick, I wear thick socks. He wears, I, well, I, he wears I mountaineering wear boots. boots at all times. I will wear, I will wear uh, you know, cowboy boots and such. Um, purely for, you know, style reasons, of course. I'm never, sure, I, sure. I will wear work boots for style reasons. I'm Keith's feet work, were bound What's your go-to work boot? I don't have a work boot. I'm just kidding. Okay. I have, a, I have a, I, I've got some a, Merrill yeah. hiking, hiking uh, boots. But, okay. uh, they're, yeah, I don't. Timberland Earth Keepers have, have always been pretty um, good. Although, no steel toe on that. So, it's not a we can't I We can't talk anymore about work boots or motorcycles. Um, I'm going to need an NBA topic at some what point. If we talk, what <laughs> if we talk? Can we use Delonte West to get from motorcycles filled with beer and guns to the NBA. Uh, Delonte West was suspended once 10 games for a firearm uh, related crime. <laughs> Are we talking about firearms now? I, well, I just, that, that's not related to anything. Yeah, I'm just saying yeah, once okay. Delonte West, who came up naturally in conversation just now, um, pleaded guilty to a firearms charge and was suspended mm-hmm. by the NBA 10 games. Just for whatever reason, yeah. I'm going to say that right just now. Just throwing that um, out there. Yeah. John, what do you need to apologize for? Let's get back to our breakfast in bed apologies. <laughs> well, you said it, Keith. I guess I'll apologize to all the Grizz haters who... Uh... I guess we're kind of justified and 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 actually we're we're led to be true. There is something not so wholesome. And maybe the vibes aren't as as maybe the vibes as, aren't as, as great. As, yeah. It's a we weird were, situation. We were we were vibing last year hard. It's and it's now a, the vibes seem to be replaced by uh Steven Adams having to play the role of stern stepfather. Yeah. I mean, obviously Wait. we're we're in a tough spot, an awkward situation with the John Rand situation. We don't know anything. Like, right. We do know we woke up Saturday morning with um what looked like John Morant doing a Jared Leto Joker impersonation, and wow, it was like, surprised. oh, this is this is the this is like the second most controversial Saturday morning as Grizzlies fans behind the uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. was getting uh, unduly credited with blocks uh, on Reddit Saturday morning. Maybe this one. Past it second, in, a little bit in, worse in controversy. <laughs> it, it was worse, but it was also just like, wait, what happened? John Morant did what? And now we don't know what's happening. Like, is the league going to suspend him? Is there still so many questions that I guess are floating out there? Um, John like, Morant jumped the shark, right? John like, Morant I mean, did jump the shark. Anytime shot the shark in the head. Anytime you uh, go live on video with the firearm, never days tweet, after y'all. your agent said there's never been a corroborated yeah. firearm thing with John Morant. That is a little bit jumping the shark. Um, right. Also, why are professional athletes going live on social media? Why are they on social media at all? You're already famous. Cameras follow you around constantly. Like, aren't you sick of this shit? Like, go know. away. <laughs> Just shut up. Go hang out at the strip club. Go to a restaurant. Like, we watch your ass all the time on TV, man. Just go away. Nothing good has ever come from going live. J.R. Smith got fined right for uh, for showing a lady in a thong on social media. That was Paul Pierce, I thought. No, no, no Paul right. Pierce was. Paul Pierce, Paul Pierce did also. 
Paul Pierce went live at his own like um, yeah stripper party, but he and wasn't he was in the, in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he, he was still just, got fired. See, Paul Pierce. Hey, look, man, say what you will, but uh, you know, Paul Pierce was retired, and also I don't know. It seemed like he was just having a good time. Paul the- Pierce, like John's lone supporter too, besides his dad. Well, man. <laughs> Paul Pierce, like I had a gun, I still have a gun. We all need guns. Well, so there is. I mean, there is an element there. One of the many elements to this is lots of professional athletes need protection. Like, and you know, you you go to like they make should, a lot of hire, money. Should should you hire security? No, sure. None of this excuses I'm in a yeah, club. Yeah, yeah. Uh, brandishing a firearm. Like, right. like, like, like none of that d- does that. But uh, now well, and f- it was like a Saturday night special, by right, the way. Right. Like, now, this is like now the we have to figure out like is John Morant yeah, yeah. a gun owner? Is John Morant licensed that you pull to carry? Is, it's in his purse. Uh, He's carrying it around in his little the fanny pack. Gun, Dave. Maybe That's it was it. the stripper's gun. Could have been, but now now we him, have maybe. to wait for whatever John Morant's. I mean, going through and when he's going to come back, and the league's going to do something. I don't think the league's going to be. The league's not going to be okay with the two games self-imposed. Uh, time away. Also, it's probably going to be more than two games, anyways. But uh, yeah, May- I mean, honestly, I don't know. It's a weird thing where you don't know. Like, th- there's the PR spin to it. There's the legality of like, like NBA players are not allowed to have firearms on team buses, team planes in the arena. Um, I don't know what the laws are in the specific Boris Crittenden law, I believe spot where. Um, jaw was that but anyways yeah um i don't know i, I guess it's an apology john are the fun certain, times are no it's we've not, officially we passed the fun times moment tag. the lighting was very laser tag was it a lighter maybe yeah, yeah. Was yeah. It he the, was lighting was cigars it, was it because it, it was the, it was a tiny little gun yeah was it a it gun was, that goes it was bang small. with a flag yeah. um I, look i i just um i hope that this is the last nba gun incident um because right. it's pretty lame be honest with you um i i say this to i mean handguns are, are for people who aren't tough right like so trying to play tough with a handgun is pretty you know silly it, it really does make me think less of a person when they're doing that but beyond that you're rich pay somebody yeah. else to have the gun if you know if you're gonna do that don't be don't be dumb too right like that's the thing that that is overwhelming to me in this entire process is like how are we this far into these guys making ridiculous amounts of money i mean we're now a good quarter of a century and these guys making tons and tons and tons of money and we talk about how the support system now is supposed to be better than it's ever been you know i don't know but why is that happening so yeah i, I really don't have a take on it except for it's bad and it's it's bad for everybody including me well it's gonna be hey, bad for, it's gonna be bad it. for all the players too because there's yeah. going to be some kind of Probably league changes. The dress code's coming back. The that's dress a, yeah, code's that's coming joke, back. Like, but that's you know, but that's for Dylan Brooks. Yeah, just a just a <laughs> just a Dylan Brooks dress code. Put uh, a shirt on under your Oshkosh Pagoshes, sir. No, uh, the Grizzlies <laughs> haven't lost when Dylan goes shirtless. That's what we need to bring so the Grizzlies Keith, back. It pains me to say this, but everyone just needs to behave more like James Harden. Yeah, just no more, no more online, no more. I mean, the guy's completely offline. He can I don't know anything the- about him. He can, yeah, he can ruin the game of basketball for consecutive years, almost win MVP while playing the most deleterious, miserable style of basketball. But it, he's he's bulletproof because he's not online and he doesn't do anything weird and he just goes about his business. Yeah, people Is film people him like James. People film yeah. him at strip clubs yeah. sometimes. 
but he's not yeah. he's not putting it out there. He's not. He's just it. a very chill, chill guy who who gets through life. Seemingly, and he plays basketball. Ease. And yeah. a guy plays basketball like he plays in just about every game and, and and he's playing really good basketball. Now, I agree. We need more NBA players to just be like James Harden. Well, there was, yeah. there was an athletic article about like how James Harden, you know, wants to go back to Houston because they treated him right. They said, James Harden, you can do whatever you want as long as you score 30 points in a basketball game. <laughs> how was that a negative statement about the Rockets? Yeah. If you're no. in if you're in good enough physical condition to go score 30 points in the NBA, do whatever you want. Yeah, that should be the rule for everybody. Like, yeah. <laughs> like did you took take care of his business? You don't think that they should measure body body fat there? Like, oh, hey, you're you're above seven percent body fat, so yeah, you know you're know. you're still leaner than you know an athlete ought to be. I still yeah. haven't gotten over the shame of my last body fat t- test where they use like a pincher to grab your those calipers, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, good you Lord. get. Yeah. Um, Dave, do you have an apology? You don't have to have an apology. I mean, uh, yeah. my, I have an apology, I okay. guess. Um, I'm going to apologize to Anthony Davis. I assume that when, when LeBron went out, we would see AD for, you know, a half here, a half there, and he would try to shut it down. The guy has been playing pretty lights out. Uh, obviously, he's had health trouble the last couple of years, and he's had health trouble his, his entire career. But without LeBron, I really just thought the Lakers were toast. And he's, you know, he's got him treading water. I mean, they they won against the Lakers or the Warriors the other day when Steph came back, and he was a the monster. Grizzlies. Honestly, I I think that they they should beat the Grizzlies. Um, considering you know the Grizzlies kind of being down a little bit, losing Brandon Clark and no Jaw, but also the Lakers have a pretty good team post deadline, and and it's working well with AD. And, and so, look, I, I don't know that they're going to make the play in. I doubt they're going to make the top six. You know, they just don't have the talent there. Um, and who even knows if LeBron's going to be able to come back? You know, he heard a pop right. in his foot. They, they're holding him out for two or three weeks. My guess is if they make some progress and they they're firmly in the play in, we might see LeBron come back and give it a shot. And, and that's a big deal, man, that AD was able to bring these guys in and keep them in it by himself because he is by far the most talented guy left on the roster. You know, yeah. they have good role players, but they don't have anyone else that's anywhere close to his level or LeBron's level. And, and, you know, we know that in the NBA, you need at least two guys. And it's because guys miss so much time. So, so a, a few I, things. I think AD has just been great. Yeah, a few things, Dave. He's been absolutely great, unquestionably great. Um, he and uh, the Lakers take on the Grizzlies tonight, by the way. Uh, John and I and Harrison Fagan, Lakers writer, uh, will be watching that game over in our playback room, playback.tv slash fast break breakfast. Of course, there's the Pal Gasol retirement ceremony at halftime. So please, everyone who comes to the playback, please wear Pal Gasol uh, gear. But so there's that game tonight. I've got some socks. Also, uh, right now in the Western Conference, the Lakers, Jazz, Clippers, and Trailblazers, no, excuse me, the the Lakers, Jazz, Trailblazers, and Pelicans all have the exact same record, 31 and 34. The Thunder are a half game behind them, so that's 9 through 12 right now, all have the same record. So that's very, very tight, very, very exciting. Final thing, have we not seen this movie before from Anthony Davis where LeBron James goes down? He plays like an MVP for a few games, and we're like, "Oh man, look at it! Look at AD carrying the load." We know how this movie ends. Like, I don't know. 
AD is going to stop playing in about a week, right? Have you I seen mean, the Have you seen the Lakers' schedule? They may not even need AD to move up to like fifth. They play. If the AD stops playing in a week, in a week, I'll come back and I'll apologize again. That's I mean, I get carried away. Listen, you just we, it out. we just complimented James Harden. He's been amazing. We know how the, we know how that ends, though, right? Like the <laughs> Sixers are playing awesome right now. Uh, James Harden is having an incredible stretch. We know how that story ends. Uh, the Suns look like the best team in the NBA with Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul. We do we not know how this story ends? I mean, Chris Paul's going to go out in a game five or game six, I think, in the post. Hey, maybe I mean, not. Maybe the future is not written. Maybe uh, we're not just. Uh, maybe time is not a flat circle. Um, maybe we'll see something different. But, anyways, I do assume Mike Budenholzer has an NBA championship. The narrative can change. We do know that Anthony Davis will probably uh, at least destroy the Grizzlies tonight on, on, on Tuesday night. Come watch the destruction with us in our playback room. Anyways, uh, those were our breakfast in bed apologies. Um, if you want to support our show, do that at patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. And, of course, come to that playback. Also, uh, check out our sponsors, the Memphis Grizzlies. Listen, the Grizzlies are having a rough week, okay? So do them a favor. Maybe follow them on social media, at memgrizz, at Grind City Media. Stay connected and follow the Grizzlies. For all the updates, news, perspectives you won't find anywhere else at Memgrizz at Grand City Media. Give them a follow. All right, steak and eggs, best thing. What's the best thing you saw in the last week? Dave, what's your steak and eggs? What's your best thing? Um, did you guys see Cleveland Boston last night? I did. Saw okay. bits of it, at least bits of it, we'll say. End of the game, tie ball game. Grant Williams goes to the line. Donovan Mitchell running his mouth. Grant Williams basically says i'm gonna hit both of these yeah and he misses the first one which is that's the worst yeah now now here's the thing i don't know if you guys are aware but statistically when nba players miss the first free throw they hit a higher rate on the second free throw than normal they actually make that second free throw more often well jb bickerstaff made a substitution and it took like 45 seconds <laughs> to get these guys out on the court and they effectively iced Grant Williams, professional basketball player. Yes. Just by strolling out to the line and Cleveland winds up winning this game that, that they should have lost yeah. and Grant Williams blew it. And that's my best thing. Yeah. Sorry, John. Good balls. Uh, your guy, Grant Williams. To say I'm going to make them both and then to miss them both, or I'm going to make them, I'm going to miss them both. It's a rough, the, uh, the good job, rough time this year. <laughs> the good job with bigger staff doing that substitution. I mean, that is a thing you say, Dave, like statistically, when you miss your first free throw, you're more likely to make the second one. However, also, um, a lot of teams do this. The Grizzlies specifically do this. They call timeout in between opponent free throws because there's like a statistical edge where you're, I don't know what it is, like you're 15% more likely to miss a free throw if you're not just standing there at the line. Like if you've come back to the line after leaving the line, so the Grizzlies do this all the time, where like they call timeout in between the, the two free throws. So good job, Bickerstaff, um, doing that. No, that was a that was a very funny shenanigans. Now the Celtics keep losing? Kind of weird. They keep finding uh they keep finding ways to lose. Um, my best thing was also uh, a little bit ridiculous like this. I have to give credit to Giannis Antetokounmpo Go in the full Bob Sura. Uh, the Ricky Davis. The Andre Blatch. The sort of Ricky Davis. <laughs> going for the triple-double. Um, you could tell he was thinking about, it, like, should I do this? 
should I do this? And then he's like, you know what, I am going to do it. And we've had a lot of stuff about like what do you do into games. We had the Zion Williamson breakaway dunk where uh, against against the Suns that was objectively awesome. That's and what our, is. And, and so Dave and I, we've talked about this, and John and I, we've talked about this. Like our, I know our collective view on all these things is, was it cool? That's right. that's the thing we use to do whether or not it was cool. There's this, two. Was it cool? And was it was it against my team? Those are the that's two fair too. That's fair too. So it wasn't against my team. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, but the NBA, you know, went through, adjudicated. This is actually not a shot attempt. They say a, a shot attempt has to be a legitimate attempt to score. So it wasn't counted as a uh, an actual shot attempt and a rebound. How do you guys feel about this? Well, if I may, yeah. uh, kudos to me. Oh, for predicting this is not the kudos to me section, Dave, but that's fine. We'll let you go predicting that they would rescind the yeah. rebound and take away the triple double, which, uh, again, is a silly stat because we're just obsessed with the, you know, yeah. the number 10. Um, it I don't know, man. I don't know if it was cool. I it looked like he was kind of making a joke with his teammates. It was like he was like, la- like laughing about it when he did it you know what i mean um which so it was playful it wasn't this is a guy who gets triple doubles naturally um if he one day had a quadruple double with blocks like none of us would be shocked oh yeah it's Giannis. of course he can do that i could use that by the way my fantasy basketball playoffs Giannis. i need a quadruple (laughs) with blocks uh block some shots greek freak so Um, so yeah i i don't know i don't really care what um, what is the nba doing trying to rate or, or the sanctity of the intent. triple double. No, the how, sanctity how are they, of the triple how are they double. trying to, to, to legislate intent? That's a good point. I mean, like if he hit the rim, is that intent? So Even the scorekeepers, he... the scorekeepers are allowed to infer your intent, but referees are not. Right. That's where we're at with the NBA. referees aren't allowed to do intent. You have to call what actually happens. Also, I guess this rule only accounts. This rule only applies to field goal attempts because free throw attempts, people purposely miss free throw attempts and they're counted as misses. Is it is it illegal to count a missed free throw? Is is, is something it's different? I, I don't know. I, again, I don't know how to feel. I, I also know that there's lots of players like our John Morant who who purposely throw passes off the backboard, but mm-hmm. a lot of times, most of the time, they're called shot attempts. I was just about to say how many rebounds. Points and assists did Danilo Gallinari used to get for his off the backboard uh, passes to himself. Well, so the pass to yourself not counted as a rebound, but if someone like overlays a layup and you could, you're almost certain like that was on purpose. They don't try to legislate intent. They're like, oh, it was a shot attempt. We'll give it a rebound. I mean, this helped Giannis's field goal percentage. Took away a took, took away a missed shot. There you um, have it. Silver yeah. lining. Kudos to also, you. Also, it felt like more of like the <laughs> NBA is scripted. Because ESPN had been going on this weird thing about Jokic doing stat padding. And then on Sunday, ahead of a week of NBA content where we were thirsty for things to talk about, Giannis is like, hey, here's a gift to everyone. Uh, here, I'm, I'm going <laughs> Only, to do the stat padding. Yeah, but nobody cares. That's the thing. Um, you know, we all the, the universally people are just okay with cared. It. Well, nuggets, okay. Yeah. You know, we can't, fans are not people. We, we got to like treat them as different you know, a different species. Okay. Like sure. that's a different thing. Um, the, the tribal factions that pop up in your Twitter mentions, uh, we can't conflate. That's all right, regular that's people. That's yeah. fair. Um, John, what's your best thing? Well, I mean, 
my eyes are telling me when I watch the games that the Kyrie Luka fit is okay. The stats are telling me that the Kyrie Luka fit is okay, but they just keep losing, boys, and that makes me smile. <laughs> just keep losing. <laughs> we had a great conversation, John, in our Slack where people were like, who would you cheer for in a Suns-Mavs? I'm, I, I, I hate Chris Paul and Devin Booker too much. That's where I'm at. Even Kyrie's, you know, bullish, yeah. you know, narcissistic <laughs> conspiracy theory madness to really... It's, I don't hate that as much as I hate the faces Chris <laughs> Paul and Devin Booker make during games. I'm sorry. I don't know what that says about me. Yeah, the the Suns have been a team I, I haven't been a fan of for a really long time. And this trade deadline was hilarious where, like, they the, – my, my I had some conflicts where two of my favorite players in the NBA are Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges. And it was like, yeah. well, this Suns team, which I hate, actually has two of my favorite players Nets. in the NBA. And then they <laughs> both got traded away, you know, for Kevin Durant. We're like, I can cheer against Kevin Durant because he's just like, oh, he's this ring-chasing superstar mercenary, who just yeah. keeps, yeah, mercenary. I don't, yeah, I can cheer against him. And it's good for the league when, like, you're, you have a super team. It's good for fandom to have, like, a bad guy to cheer against. So, for me, the Suns are, like, the most villainous team ever. But then I'm like, I also don't like Luka, and I don't like Kyrie very much. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the Mavs. So, like, these are... These are the two evil empires for me in the NBA right now. Honestly, maybe even passing my like lifelong Laker haterness. And so, the yeah, question: I, Who would I, I cheer I for in this matchup? I'm not sure. Emanating you for the Lakers as much as I used to. Like, I feel like they're like third. It's because they're your... bad, John. Yeah, <laughs> you don't even revel in they're it not like a I threat. thought you would. Um, yeah. and also, I mean, I hate to admit it, but Kyrie still has one of the most enjoyable games and his handle is still one of my favorite things to watch in the history of the NBA. Yeah. I'm always, and, and honestly, he helps making the Mavs more watchable yeah. to an almost infinite degree because, you know, d- except for end of games, Luka Doncic ball is barely watchable. I love this him is... at end of games, but until the end of games, you know, it's 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 very James. He is definitely living it's, that hard in life. It's funny, right? Like people keep bringing up, oh, well, they praise Luca, but they mm-hmm. hated James Harden. No, it's about the same, man. Like, yeah, Luca is a hard watch until the playoffs come, and even then, playoffs, it can be great. a hard yeah, watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Luca himself is a hard watch. He does some incredible things, but he's a hard watch. Yeah, I I and I watch. Unfortunately. A ton of Mavs games. Me too, and I'm not really um, sure why, but yeah. Well, I mean, just... I do a podcast about them, so I have to oh, stay on top well. of just about every game. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, it is unfortunate because his game is like, I don't know, man. I, I'm not into that. I, I, I like basketball. If right. I just want to watch a guy play one on five yeah. and then, you know, pass the shooters, again, I could just rewind the tape and watch Harden. So, you know, again, I just think uh, the the narratives around the can, the entire thing a, is just silly. Can we do a little more Luca Harden thing? I think I, I think I know the reason why Luca can get away with it. He does try on defense. He's mm-hmm. not necessarily good at it, but he does try really hard. Oh he, no, no, he's good when he locks in. Yeah, he, he, he's he's a good team defender, and he also the effort is always there. Whereas I think Harden catches a lot of stuff just because of his laconic demeanor. Well, yeah, you just you the can, demeanor, you can you can be you can be fooled into thinking also, somehow that a guy be, who scores 30 points a game doesn't care, obviously right. cares. 
but he, he just has that face for me in that way about him it used to be more about the 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 grifting the foul drawing for james mm-hmm. harden which feels like it's somewhat subdued it has and, yeah and I, I like just pure even if we take away the, the foul drawing pure aesthetics like i don't enjoy watching luka Doncic nearly as much as i like just watching james harden play basketball like there's some i don't know um harden is smooth man like yeah. I, I, when harden gets going downhill there aren't a lot yeah. of guys i like you said um, like when luke is on fire you're like he, he overpowers people in the post which is cool yep. and then when his shot's falling you're like wow this guy's you know he's gonna put up monster numbers but for whatever mm-hmm. reason the aesthetics don't i don't well, love it. yeah it's not it's not a beautiful game yeah. that's why right and, and, and same with harden honestly i mean the guys that we really love to watch they play team basketball. I mean, Steph Curry is everybody's favorite basketball player for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, it is a joy, even though he did ruin the entire NBA with his stupid <laughs> Um, Those were our best things. Uh, the opposite of our steak and eggs best thing is our cream of wheat. Worst thing. Uh, let's, start, let's go with you, Dave. What's the worst thing you saw in the last week? The Clippers, man. They just have no heart whatsoever. And, and you know, they they blow leads and then now they came back the other day you come on to against, against my the show jones led grizzlies though come on after outscoring the grizzlies by 21 in the fourth quarter you have the temerity to say but they have no heart they have no heart that that was just random circumstance right you're playing a shorthanded grizzlies team you're playing them at home never the game shouldn't have even been close but they, Memphis has a little bit more they're heart. Like, what, they're like, Grizzlies are going small ball. What if we also go small ball yeah, with far I, superior players? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so funny when 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 Lou went small. It was just like, this yeah. game is over. Now, now, this is, like, by hey the guys, way, I, now, think, I think Kawhi can guard Jaren. I yeah, think yeah. Uh, Westbrook can post up Luke Kennard. Uh, yeah. I actually think the Clippers need to stop going small. Um, it's not actually good for them. It worked against Memphis. Yeah, yeah. Shorthanded. A lot of things are going to work. If against Stephen Memphis. Adams was out there, and they went, they couldn't go small, right? Uh, if, if Brandon Clark had been out there, they would have had a harder time going small. If Stephen uh, Adams was out there, Brandon Clark would be healthy. Jaw would not have guns. Uh, I could go on. <laughs> I mean, didn't <laughs> that happen? They had a meeting, and then the gun thing happening. Yeah, so I yeah, I don't know if Stephen Adams is like. Pulling Look, that in my, off, in my but, timeline, a, a, a butterfly's wings fluttered. Steam Adams got hurt, and it all fell apart. If Kyle but, Anderson oh, were still here, none of this would happen. <laughs> well, you're right. Everyone but knows. Overall, it. overall, man, the Clippers are just. I mean, you know, I, I've made this joke about 17 different ways to try to figure it out, but they just play like strangers. That's it. They they have no chemistry on the court. It's very much. Let me go get mine, and if you get something out of this, I will. You know, I will get you. But I'm gonna go get mine. We don't have a system. We don't run plays. We don't really play together. They don't have a single connective player. Not one connective player on the roster. Not a single like, one. You don't feel like Batum fits that? He's a connected player. No, in my not. Book. But I mean, he plays like 12 minutes a game. Like they don't mm. have a, a rotation guy who who really like makes stuff hum but they don't run anything anyway so like if you had a guy who uh his game was predicated on let's say movement as a shooter like luke Kennard, you might think luke Kennard <laughs> is a super hesitant shooter yeah and he, he kind of is. is he is but, a super hesitant shooter but he's although he, we maybe part of it is opportunity key. i was gonna say part of its opportunity you know it, it, imagine spending all game running off screens and doing stuff like that and never touching the ball 
It's so funny that you talk about a connected player and then they add maybe the least connected player I can think of in Bones Island. Well, well, <laughs> and I Russell you, Westbrook. I thought you were going to say Russell yeah. Westbrook. Yeah, yeah, good point. Even when, you, when point. you made that setup, by the way, Bones Highland, who doesn't play anymore on the Clippers. Right. Uh, Except unless they're playing the Nuggets. It's good to be appreciated. Um, <laughs> yeah. My worst thing, I mean, I, there, there's, a, there's a bunch to choose from. I think, I guess I'll... I, I guess I'll, I'll ignore uh, the tragedies around Brandon Clark and the whatever issues Jaws going through. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it a little more lighthearted um, with NBA officials throwing games. Not just kidding. But what did Scott Foster do to Scotty Barnes at the end of the Raptors Nuggets game? The 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 officials. First of all, uh, they overturned a call based on a a Denver challenge. They did not overturn a call based on a Raptors challenge. Then they called a very, we'll call it soft foul in a one-point game with 30 seconds left, which, um, like, we don't have to pretend all, all fouls are black and white. On, on the spectrum of fouls, kind of a light call for this uh, portion of the game, to which point Scotty Barnes mutters something to himself. I believe he said something along the lines of, they cheating us, or... Uh, or this is rigged. It was one of those two, apparently, according to reports. But he, he said it, again, in a calm manner. I'm going to tap the sign that says, when you eject the player who's not throwing a fit, it looks terrible. Uh, like, it doesn't look above board. Also, by the way, when you angrily throw out somebody who says this feels rigged and they're not yelling it, that kind of feels rigged by uh, responding so negatively to being accused of cheating. <laughs> right. Thou dost protest too right. much. Uh, I, I just can uh, we just stop with the ejections? I, like just stop. Okay, one tech ejection for saying this is rigged. Listen, I I just when we have a league where I, we're already trying to figure out how you 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 know come to terms for the fans when they show up to these games and guys aren't playing to toss a guy for no reason. I, anything that's not physically violent. They're cheating like, I, us. I'm sorry. Saying they're hey, cheating yes, us in a normal tone. That's it. I, it's, come on, man. I, I just, you're a television show, right? I, I mean, imagine imagine going to see Mission Impossible and halfway through the movie, oh, they, they killed Tom Cruise. Sorry, you that didn't know he wasn't going to be here. Dave. Good Lord, that'd be amazing. Well, hey, he had to come back to do that. They were you like, just, but he had your is, argument. This you is a comeback. Jeremy Renner is going to be the new guy. And then they like, come back mind. at the end. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think it's going to be Jeremy Renner, but, but I just do not understand. Uh, not like, look, man. Also sports are what sports are what people do when they're competing out in the world. If the NBA is a television show, if you give me the damn television show, with if the your stars, goal I is to defend the integrity of the game. And because of defending the integrity of the game, you have to throw out a person who says you are impugning the integrity of the game. And by doing these actions, you cause a miracle Nuggets cover to occur basically by your own hand. That doesn't look like integrity of the game. And of course, it's Scott Foster, the guy who has a pretty well-documented history uh, with, with Tim Donahue. The guy who's from, you know, Ref Copland or whatever. Right, Ref Copland in <laughs> Pennsylvania. Yeah. The, uh, like, like, oh, uh, I had to defend the integrity of the game. Nuggets cover based on call travels. My, my rulings in, in, in the final seconds. Also, this is a dark time for Keith Referee Defender. 
Okay, so can I go now? Oh, well, yeah, what's your worst thing? <laughs> Is this related to what I'm about to say? As, as I'm scrolling, yes, I think I'm, allow me to intercept this pass. Okay. As I'm scrolling, searching for topics for the show, yeah. I go go to my usatoday.com and uh, I'm reading about the Scotty Barnes, Scott. You go uh, to usatoday.com? I am 100 years old. This is incredible. And Sorry, lo and behold, whose tweet do I see prominently um, in the USA Today article by Robert Zaglinski, uh, a, a really fun NBA writer? It's Fast Break Breakfast. Hey. However, Keith, the greatest, <laughs> the greatest rep defender of our times, the the the, <laughs> the union representative for the cops in this country, the NBA cops, yeah. uh, Keith Parrish. The tweet is you just tearing down Scott Foster and laughing at the other refs' reactions when he gets when he ejects Scotty Barnes. The other refs' reaction, he is. So, I, first of all, I don't think I've seen that other ref. Like, is he a newer guy? Like, or maybe it's somebody I didn't recognize. But like, He's my new favorite ref. He is stunned. He makes a stunned face. Like, the referees are going to have a meeting later today where Monty McCutcheon gets on a Zoom call with all three hundred referees and emphasizes, "Hey." Don't make a shocked face when your partner makes a call. <laughs> like, like it's a, again, it's a TV product. It's the the presentation. Uh, no, this this guy was totally so. No, no, that's what I was going to say, John. Um, so that reaction was very funny by the other referee working with Scott Foster. No, the the last two minute report for the Grizzlies Clippers game. There's a play where Paul George gets an offensive rebound, a huge play in the game. Clippers up two. He gets an offensive rebound, uh, puts it back in. Grizzlies up. I mean, Grizzlies are now down by four. Game over, basically. He knocks over Jaron Jackson Jr. It was a flying knee. It was a <laughs> flying knee to the Shining back. Wizard. And Shining listen, man, wizard. Hey, this this actually pissed me off because these guys get under there and they flop all the time. I mean, a little bit of a hand on the back and they go flying into the to the first row or, you know, they dump themselves into the camera guys there under the stanchion. And Jaron Jackson is going up for a rebound and legitimately catches a flying knee from Paul George and the referee standing right there and they just ignore it. No, no, now, that's not, this that's is not, the sort that's of not, Dave, that's not the bad part. But that's that to me was egregious. And it's one of the things that does make you, if you're a regular fan, say, well, this stuff is fixed. So, Dave, no, that's not the problem. I don't have the problem with the missed call. Oh, the, I do. The that last one. two minute report says there's no missed call. The <laughs> last two minute report says. Paul George makes marginal contact with Jaron after he hits the nah, ball. Jaron falls down because of contact with Luke Kennard. I've watched this video a thousand times. Paul George slams into Jaron's back and yeah. displaces Jaron. Like, is there an argument if Luke Kennard wasn't if on the court, maybe Jaron would have landed on his feet? No, nah, like, man. Saying Jaron fell because Luke Kennard contacted him is just flat out false. And I like this is like, oh, now they're making up the last two minute report. What's going on? What Paul George did was like reckless, honestly. And, no, it, and was, it was awesome. Dude. If it had been someone who wasn't as mild mannered as Jaron Jackson Jr., that might have been a fight. Like, I mean, this it was dangerous. Didn't they did not call uh, they did not call a foul, even though I mean, he really did just he took off from the from the charge circle. Yeah. Knee in the middle of the back. It That was egregious. And it and it would have ended the Clippers comeback. It well, would have ended it, it, it right there. It, Memphis it, it, probably the it would have been free throws for the Grizzlies. They were down two, but yep. still like that was the game ending play. I, I accept the argument that like. It was a great play by Paul George because it was. He beat Jaron for a rebound that Jaron has to get. 
I even accept the argument like let him play type thing. Okay, fine. We let him play sometimes in the final minutes. But don't go into your little report where, where you spell out all the things you got exactly right and tell me that Luke Kennard knocked over Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, that was like, they, they've lost me. They've the Ministry of me. Truth yeah. here. Anyways, r- referees win me over. Win me back. Much like uh, Shea Gillis Alexander got one back over when he said they're humans, they all make mistakes, and then Shea got like 19 free throws a game for a solid two, three weeks. <laughs> win me back over, referees. Anyways, um, those were our worst things. Before we get to the awards segment of the program, we have a couple of listener-submitted questions. A croissant questionnaire. Any questions? Um, yes. Are you going to finish that croissant? Knock yourself out. David Smith asks, for an average chaos enjoyer, what would playoff seedings result? What? Well, let me rephrase it for David. So David wants to know, for ab- for, for maximum chaos, what would the best playoff seeding results be? For, for to bring us the most laughs and uh, an absolute uh, madness, right. and we'll and we'll we'll stick we'll stick to things that could you know happen. Obviously, um, I think matchups well, we need. Yes, I mean uh, this is very to me uh, obviously that we you know obviously need uh, the Nets and Mavericks in the finals against each other, <laughs> <laughs> but things that can happen. Um, I, I like, you know, I, I think, frankly, if if Memphis, this wouldn't be great for us, but if Memphis slides into the Warriors, yeah, uh, in Memphis, a first round Memphis matchup, Warriors would first be round is a dream for the abs- uh, for for the for, for the, the cognoscenti for the uh, and and the, the NBA fans. intelligence, yeah, yep. and the big yep. fans. I mean, that's just like a beautiful, crazy thing that could happen. Well, I mean, li- any of these play in scenarios are going to be. Possibly incredible. Like we could get like Lakers Clippers win win or go home single game. Mm-hmm. That would be like that's on the table. Um, that would be amazing. I think. I mean, if the playoffs started now, you'd have Warriors Suns in the first round. I mean, that would we? that would be amazing. But I honestly think like a uh, if you could work it where it was like Suns, if it was Suns Mavericks, I think this could be better for the league and general fans. First round Suns Mavericks, like a three six. So we have that Kyrie against KD again, and then you had a Grizzlies Warriors four five. Like that's all extremely tasty, extremely spectacular. In the Eastern Conference, I mean, what's the most tasty first round possible matchup? Is it like, I mean, is it? I mean, it might. It's it's probably Knicks like Sixers or Nick, something. Nick Sixers, Knicks Cavs. One of those two. Um, I mean. You know, there's a scenario, I guess, where like Miami uh, could come. I, I, I think Miami winds up as the sixth seed um, and not in the play in. But there is a scenario where Miami is coming out of the play in and gets to play Boston or Milwaukee, Whoa. which in the first round, man, I, I wouldn't want to play Miami. I think honestly, the Jimmy Butler against the Sixers, maybe that's the one I'm going to pick. It's like if it, if it could be a 6 3. Uh, or 7 2 heat against yeah. the Sixers, that sounds like very, very tasty television i mean i do feel like this this knicks Cavs four five series which we might be heading to like that's per, that's pretty amazing i mean in the east it's just so straightforward to me that i just want to see the best teams play each other 
And I feel like there are, f- I guess now the Knicks, maybe there's five good teams, you know, including the Cavs, Bucks, Celtics, 76ers. So, like, there, there's no there's no losing there. Are there any other storylines, like, I'm missing in the East that we need to, like, we definitely need or, or we're, we're hoping to see? Former players, I mean, can we get a Cavs Jazz Finals? Is that possible? A Donovan Mitchell? Board? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think that's gonna happen. I mean, you know, I I, I think what you're gonna run into is Milwaukee in the finals. Um, they're just playing so well right now. I don't, you know, as of today, I don't I don't see how anybody else comes out of the East. And the story there might be that it's Phoenix and Milwaukee in a rematch, but That'd this time they have Kevin Durant, and then they still lose. That's what we need for. What's I, I think I think Matt, for me, Quinn Snyder led Hawks making a run is absolute maximum chaos in the East. Ooh, they can pull fun. that off again. That's there's so many, you know, narratives. It makes you kind of reevaluate just what the hell was going on with Trey Young and Nate all season. Um, I don't think it's gonna happen, but that's something that would be interesting. <clears throat> um I think, you know, there's something there. I'm sorry to be the the layman, lame man storyline guy, but I think there's something with uh, Cavs, Knicks, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, um, that's, a, that's that's a good one. You're right, yeah. You know, I think that's – but but if we're talking about chaos, true chaos, yeah. Lakers getting the Kings and upsetting the Kings is every uh, everyone's nightmare scenario that could – it could happen. So it would be hard. I feel like it'd be hard for the Lakers to get all the way to. I mean, I get. Yeah. I don't know. If, if the King, the if, record, you're man. right. So if the Kings get to two, the Lakers could still yeah. have to. Yeah, the, the, that could be possible at two seven. So here, here are, I think the matchups that maybe the most chaos, John. Um, that are I think, I think these things are all feasible. Uh, Nuggets Clippers first round could be like a doozy of one. Um, I can just see the ESPN panel all picking the, the, the Clippers in that one. Uh, you could have Kings. I think you're saying, yeah, Kings, Lakers, like the big brother Lakers against the uh, the, the put-upon franchise Kings, very good one. Like, what if our Grizzlies had to play, like, the Timberwolves again in the first round? Like, that would <laughs> that would not be fun. Or, of course, the Grizzlies playing the Warriors would not be fun. Yeah, I, in the West, it feels like there are a ton of, of amazing storylines. I can't come up with a fun storyline for the can the the Jazz can't face the Timberwolves, right? That would be uh well that'd be a lot of shifting around. Um I mean, that's what we need. That's the best, but that it can't happen, right? We would How need we would need the would Timberwolves to upset the three seed if they stay at six, and then the Jazz to upset, get up to seven and upset the two. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be wild. I mean, honestly, all these West teams aren't very good. Like they're all, you know the play-in teams, but they're all so close together that all these single game, this is a dream for the league uh, with the play-in and with the teams basically not tanking. Like The, the Charlotte- play-in saved a regular season, man. It did. It did. Um, I mean, like, it, it even like the Charlotte Hornets are in that sweet spot where they can win and it doesn't matter because they're just locked in at four. Um, <laughs> right. No. Uh, let's do, let's do, let's do actually one more question. Uh, and it's going to be um, from me because uh, LeBron James tweeted on Tuesday night. That's so good, man. LeBron James tweeted on on, on, excuse me, on Monday night. Man, Bronny definitely better than some of these cats I've been watching on League Pass today. It's lightweight hilarious. My question is, which players specifically was LeBron James watching on Monday night? My question is, what does lightweight hilarious mean? <sighs> it's, it's, it's just funny I game. don't know. I don't know. I mean... 
maybe he was watching. Did the Rockets play? No. Um, Pistons play. They, Probably Pistons, yeah, man. Pist- it had to have been the Pistons. He's watching Pistons Pistons Trailblazers. He's scouting I mean, his, his future teammate, James Damian Wiseman. They're starting James Wiseman. Yeah, yeah. it must Probably have been the Pistons. Pistons. They're playing Marvin Bagley 35 minutes. I feel like LeBron <laughs> is a fan of Damian Lillard. What time? What time did he send this tweet? Because it was you know, one o'clock. Anything. I assure you, one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, no, no, um, nine o'clock. Look, Dave. look man, I, I just, I don't know. I, we know what's gonna happen. I, I, I really, I have avoided the brawny discourse because kids in high school, and um, you know, seems like a good kid. He could definitely play basketball. Crazy athlete. But I haven't done – I don't do draft work anymore. Desmond right. Bain killed that for me. Uh, Desmond Bain was my breaking point on draft work <laughs> because, you know, I spent – I'm a good basketball scout. I spent a lot of time watching Desmond Bain, and I predicted all of this, including the playmaking and everything. And I was like, this guy should go two or three in the draft. I don't care how old he is. I don't care how short his arms are. The guy's an effective <laughs> player. And he went 30th. So I said, you know what? It's not worth my time to do draft work. Because all I need to know is when a guy gets drafted, what's it going to be like for the team he's on? That's how I am with Bronny James. When he goes in the top five to some team, uh, then I can say, oh, okay, now, I, now I'll figure out what kind of player he is. I have no idea if this guy's an NBA player or not. He's going to play in the NBA, though. That's yeah. where I'm at on Bronny James. So if he's good enough right now, which I doubt, um, and LeBron might know it, but it's good marketing for LeBron to – Put his son over I'm gonna NBA s- players. I'm going to say he was talking about Dave. I'm going to say he's talking about O'Shea Brissett. I've done there. I think that was it was O'Shea Brissett. Maybe. The, uh, I, I mean, if we're if we're assuming it was the Pistons. No, I think all, yeah, all, on the Pacers. Pistons or yeah, if it was the I I think yeah I think he I think was, it was R.J. Hampton. It was R.J. Hampton. Oh, R.J. Hampton. R.J. Hampton. Yeah, R.J. Hampton played like 20 minutes. I can see watching that and saying, you know what. This kid in high school might be better than him. What about this guy I've never heard of, Jared Roden, who played last night? Was that Tony Roden's son? I don't know, man. That uh, guy d- two different for two spelling. Last different, night, different, so. I find lightweight hilarious that Tony Roden's the third <laughs> could uh, be in the NBA soon. Well done. Well done, John. Anyways, those were our croissant questions, questions from our Patreon supporters. If you want to become our Patreons, if you want to become a Patreon supporter, do that at patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. Also, by the way, thanks to everyone in our Patreon community who's playing fantasy basketball. Uh, we're in the quarterfinals of our negative fantasy league. Um, honestly, kudos to me for uh, and kudos to you, John, for making uh, the playoffs <laughs> there. It's a, th- was a 32 or 34 team league. Only six teams make the playoffs. Um, I got to buy. You got to buy. The only person in the world who buys and I got to buy. So, uh, yeah, you know, there's some talk about maybe we should open up the playoffs, make them a little bit bigger. Listen, the competition committee will consider that next year. It's, it's, it's something we can, we can, we can go over. Also the competition committee should go over. Uh, I got penalized for Dylan Brooks getting suspended for having too many technical fouls. In a negative fantasy league, I should be I should get a bonus for Dylan Brooks being suspended in the fantasy playoffs. So we're gonna we're gonna look at that too. But uh, I want to shout out the uh, other guys who made the finals. Um, I'm playing Clint Harding, also uh, Mike Frederick, uh, Mitchell Buchanan. Congratulations on making the uh, the final six in our negative fantasy league. And then of course uh, Jabber Walker and John. Fun fact. Four of the final six people uh, live in Nashville, Tennessee. 
So I guess Nashville turns out Nashville is the best at negative fantasy basketball. Anyways, but if you want to join all of our communities and uh, the Slack and get your questions answered on air, do that at patreon.com slash do you think that's just because we took Grizzlies because we're homers and the Grizzlies are just incredible negative players? It might be that all the homers (laughs) took Grizzlies players. You guys do other fantasy sports? Like, do you do fantasy football, fantasy baseball, anything like that? I'm afraid so, Dave. Football and basketball, yeah. I I just don't know how people keep up with this stuff. And I used to be, I was in a fantasy baseball league. Dude. I am, I am, I am about to be, I'm about to be eliminated in the fantasy basketball league I care about. And I have a sense of relief relief. of getting that time back. Yeah. Of getting that time back, being like, how many rebounds can Marvin Bagley give me in four games? Yeah. When I I eventually retire from NBA media, that's how I'll feel. I guess I'm on the other <laughs> side of this where I do these fantasy leagues and I do pretty well in them and I don't feel like they take any time at all. So I just wonder, I think people just love to complain about spending time on it because no, there's, it's on there's, your phone, man. You there's just some, there's some leagues where I'm, I'm, I've gotten very good at being casual about them, but like there's other leagues where like, I'm like, I just, I just keep looking at it. And I just, it, it takes up so much of my brain space. I had a fantasy so. baseball league where I drafted Albert Pujols in, when he was in like low A single A baseball. Ooh, that, good feeling bleh, too much time, man. I like <laughs> too much time. You sound like Rugger Howard. Why do I know these guys on the baseball. farm team yeah. for the <laughs> Cardinals? Things you wouldn't it's believe. Just, <laughs> it's just awful. Uh, man. Pujols off the ten house. Look, <laughs> when I was in high school, and and like you know, your time is like your free time is actually limited in high school, where you can't be out, you know, kind of doing stuff, right? Like so, you're stuck at home a lot. Yeah. Like you have to, oh, I got to be home when it's dark during the week. I got to, you know, that was a little bit different for me to set aside time for fantasy baseball. Plus, you know, you're asking like, the wrong guys. Yeah, you're the, no, you're listen, talking to two guys early who, days of who, the internet who when have things work. Fantasy league where you draft the bad players. We yeah. can't also, even get enough of the good players. Speaking of the time commitment, we have a Patreon only league that I'm not even in because I'm scared of the time commitment. That is the 30 team dynasty league. Congratulations to the eight people who've advanced to the second round in the 30 team fast break breakfast, Patreon only dynasty league. If you want to get involved next year, patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. now time for the awards segment of the program uh this is a big one because we uh we missed last week's award program so we have to give two international Stackhouse of pancakes awards uh away did i say the plural of that correctly Stackhouse of pancakes awards that is correct yes uh away for the, for the week that was february 21st through february 27th we have three nominees john morant in a loss to the sixers three for 16 15 points, 5 assists, 3 rebounds, 2 steals, 3 turnovers, no personal fouls, perhaps try. Wendell Carter Jr. in a loss to the Pacers was 1 for 11. 5 points, 11 rebounds, 1 steal, 2 turnovers, 4 personal fouls. And Jaden Ivey in a loss to the Raptors, 3 for 16. uh, 10 points, 10 assists, 2 rebounds, and a block, 3 turnovers, 5 personal fouls. So, from those 3 players, guys... John Morant, three for 16, 15 points, what? five assists. It feels like it's going to be John Morant. I think it's um, Ja. I mean, I know we're not supposed to have let anything else color the You don't decision. get a stone-cold Steve Austin 
a three for 16 on this on this year podcast and not at least get close to getting it i'll vote jaws well all right, all right. what a I week mean, i mean guy. jade and Kudos ivy also him. got a three for 16 but all right we'll go john john morant for the for last week uh congratulations on your international Stackhouse of pancakes award uh then in the final the last seven days um, we actually have some honorable mentions. Trey Young and Bruce Brown both were two for 13. Paul George with a three for 15. But our three nominees for this last week, Fred Van Vliet was one for 11 in a win against the Bulls. Had three points, nine assists, six rebounds, one steal, no turnovers, two personal fouls. Zach Collins, Zach Collins, uh, two for 15 in a win against the Jazz. Seven points, six rebounds, five assists, three steals, one block, two turnovers, two personal fouls. And then Marcus Smart in the Grant Williams game. Marcus Smart was was four for 17 in that loss. 11 (laughs) points, five assists, three rebounds, two steals, one block, three turnovers, one personal foul. So... Fred Van Vliet, one for 11, three points, nine assists. Zach Collins, two for 15. Uh, a lot of steals and blocks, though. Marcus Smart, four for 17, 11 points, five assists. This is pretty even. What are you, what are you guys feeling? I'm going smart. 17 shots, man. That's a there lot. There you go. It's the true, it's true Stackhouse spirit. John, what do you feel? Yeah, I'll, I'll second the motion. He also released a breakfast cereal this past month. So. Oh, there you go. So the number of NBA players not that called, have released not flops which that have I'm sad to say that have released breakfast cereals and the number of cereals of those that I've tried is a terribly bad ratio right now. I don't know if I've tried. Never had the Tyler Hero O's. Never had the Marcus Smart O. There was there were some other ones. I feel like did did Miles Turner have a cereal? Um. Anyways, I, I need to rectify that situation. Uh, Lou Williams hot wing flavored cereal coming up soon. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Marcus Smart has won it based on both of your votes, but uh, I'm going to actually go to Zach Collins for the surprise two for 15. More, like more of the, the the delight, like, oh, he went two he for 15? He got 15 shots. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll make a two-to-one decision. Congratulations, Marcus Smart, for... Um, Zach Collins being healthy enough to, to, to go miss two for shots. 15. Yeah, great you job. Know, great just- job. Kudos congratulations. Uh, congratulations to John Morant. Congratulations to Marcus Smart. It is now time for the Kudos to Me segment. We've already done so many kudos to me. Um, this is in honor of Dylan Brooks, who said kudos to me. I've uh, been passing the ball a little bit more. Uh, what's something that you would like to compliment yourself for? John, do you have a kudos to me? Do I ever? Yeah. Um, so I, I would like to say that I did call Malcolm Brogdon. I know this isn't like a big deal, but I think some people were down on it. But I, I think he like might win six man of the year. Uh, my, you know, I, I did call that I like every single Celtics roster move from Malcolm Brogdon and Derek White to Muskie Mike Muscala. I think they're all working out. And even though I find the Celtics particularly loathsome. Even though the Celtics are, this is what I like about you, John. You are undeterred by a three game losing streak. I know. They played three overtimes during that. So they almost won those games. And then furthermore, they're, you know, 45 and 21. And and I can't really. I also like how you added up the total number of overtimes, not overtime games. Kudos to you. Good job in the kudos to me section, John. Thank you. Dave, you have another kudos to me. You were uh, you were you were, you were throwing know, some man. kudos out way earlier. Dave's yeah. kudosed out. 
I don't. Yeah, I might be. Um, I mean, you know, I'm just right all the time, guys. Um, I'm still you know, reeling I, from the Bane, the Bane going third thing. So the I'm Bane, all, uh, look, the Bane. You can ride the Bane thing. Legitimately pisses me off. It legitimately pisses me off because he's a good player. Uh, yeah, I don't really People have. Just don't pay attention kudos. to those Texas Tech Red Raiders like they should. Ooh. TCU. Oh my bad, my bad, my bad. Horn, we can get into a conversation. <laughs> get into a conversation about what NBA teams are really interested in. Um, you know, at another date. But let's just say, Wings like man. drafting, drafting guys who are already really good, not the best way to sell hope and keep your job going longer. Right. Yeah, it's a dirty game. I'm gonna lead. I mean, it's Jones. a job. My kudos to me was making the uh, the, the, the negative fantasy playoffs uh, every single year in its existence, despite the number of uh, of teams competing out there. My yes, first time. Yes, I invented it, but still, I feel good about it. Um, parfait away, gentlemen. What thing are we looking forward to in the coming week? Is it just the nightly reshuffling of the NBA standings? That Honestly, that does it for me. That That is reason enough to turn on the TV every night. Um, I'll pull out another one. Yes, we have the we have the playback watch party uh, tonight. Looking forward to that. Uh, Pau Gasol jersey retirement. Uh, modern and another uh, an in person watch party on March fifteenth. March fifteenth next Wednesday, that. a Heat Grizzlies game. If you're in the Nashville, Tennessee area, come down to Nobles Beer Hall, hang out with the boys, watch some basketball, get some Grizzlies prizes next Wednesday, March fifteenth. Grizzlies Heat early tip. Here's something I'm looking forward to. Uh, the NBA apparently has had conversations about shortening their overtimes. Um, this has been a thing I've been talking about. However, this might be another cream of wheat thing. They're talking about using the Elam ending. Ugh. All right. Here. Now you see, listen, this is the way to go. Play to 11. Overtime to 11 points. You end the game on a made shot. This five minutes, look, I just just think five-minute overtime doesn't really make a lot of sense. It's a 12-minute quarter game. You know what I mean? Why are we playing a five-minute? Dave? Yeah, Dave. The five doesn't fit into 12 is my bit. Really? Is that where I stole that from? Yeah, it is. Keith's very territorial. 24-second shot clock, three-second violation. Dave, Dave, Keith made me change my uh, favorite Grizzly player on our Grizzlies.com website thing because – because Kyle Henderson was his bit. It was my bit. <laughs> well, not to not we can't to steal both your like bit. Kyle Anderson. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, that's not good marketing. <laughs> not to not to jump on your we bit, but all I mean said Kyle Anderson. I do yeah, think yeah, yeah. I do think the Elam ending uh for overtime just it does make sense. And, and it's it's exciting. Um eleven points. I mean, I, I I wish someone would actually just do the math. How like what's the average you know, winning score in overtime for the team that, that winds up winning. It and isn't I 11. feel like, a, no, 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 for yeah. sure. No, 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 no. Uh, but 11 to me is like a, it's a nice number. It's a basketball number. Maybe not 11, maybe it's 15, maybe whatever, but Dave, you know, we just I, I, I ended on a main shot. To re, I want to give you a chance to rebuke some perhaps anecdotal evidence I have. Cause I feel like as a coach, you might have, um, do you go to like pro-am games or like local games where like the, the amateur players show out or anything like that, or I mean, I, I have, yeah, I mean, I have. I've well, been to, I, I, so you know, I like to go to those, and, and a like lot that. of them use the Elam endings, and they always suck really badly. Is that just my anecdotal? If if I just had bad luck, but I've never most, seen one use the Elam ending. Oh, okay. Well, the ones I, the last two years they've all been using it, and I mean, I'm talking a hundred percent 
sucked. I mean the the so I think I feel like the tournament the tournament has been using early amending. It's a yeah. it's, it's, it's it's for me. It's but you're hit, also hit or miss. You're watching players if, that probably aren't that good, and especially about, compared to what you're used if to. If you're worried about True. I mean it will quickly play in 55 minutes, or you're worried about the game going too long, why don't you just shorten it to like three minutes? That's what, what I don't it? get. What yeah. about go like the NHL and, or soccer and go to NBA shootout? I hate it. No, that's awful. For me, basketball is about the clock. Play basketball. basketball is about the clock. That's that's right. what it is for me. What and about that game? Remember, you guys used to play knockout. Can we just get? If it's going to be Elam ending, then it has to be call your own fouls. Oh, like, I'm not about to do an Elam ending where it's all just like <laughs> you know. I would normally Luka, say that's a great Giannis, idea. Antetokounmpo Kubo throwing themselves into defense calls fouls. That's that's yeah. that's the. Uh, I would normally say that's a great idea, but the NBA, I don't know, man. If the they, defense they will never is called. If the defense is calling the fouls, I'm in. Offense? No, nah, man. Because these guys, like, some of the egregious and just downright, I don't know. There's a, so often a display of just a lack of self-pride with some of these fouls and these flops. You know, it, it's like watching. You ever watch soccer? I'm trying to get into yeah. MLS this year. I, I'm trying to root for LAFC because they, you know, it's a cool team. They got. I went to a game. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Great. Great. Atmosphere. It takes about 14 minutes of game time before a guy falls down, grabbing his rib like he got shot with a howitzer, rolling around on the ground when I, there was no contact for me to just be like, oh, Damn, they're running sucks. really fast. They're running nah, really, man. They're running as fast as they can. I'm sorry. I know what it feels like to fall down. Why do they give up on finding? Why do they give up on finding flopping? Like, it's obvious to see if, if you accentuate a call, like, I don't know why they can't just, I don't know. Now we're. Yeah. So NBA players calling their own fouls would, would, it would probably disgust me just as no, a man. it would be horrifying. Just it as would, a man. It, it, would, it would be really horrifying. bother me. Yeah. Women I'm bothered by it too. as it is, man. Every single time these guys go down and they're pretending to grab their head, like they're trying to win on these technicalities and stuff. And that just doesn't doesn't sit well with me. No. Um, I, I, I mean, like Chris Paul counting players. I, oh, I hate that. Oh. I hate it. I hate awful, it. Awful. Just play that basketball. Is, that's everything. That's everything and, that's wrong with Chris Paul. Yeah, encapsulated in one. Play basketball. Also, that a goes back to the. It's a, it's a TV presentation, and that game was close down the stretch. And you have Kevin Durant trading buckets with the Mavericks, and then we stop they it. Ruined it for, yeah, for two minutes. Guys, I turned that game the off. Players. I had invested my entire. Yeah. I watched that whole game. I turned that game off. With that much time left, because it had been ruined. They stopped to count the players on the court for two minutes, and then when it was over, they were like, "No call." Do we, Look, do we, maybe, the players, maybe the, the clear, problem is, is guys. Maybe the we're pro- talking about <laughs> like maybe the problem is that like I grew up with watching a lot of football, like Ronnie Lott. You know the the whole pinky story. Um, oh right, right, right. I yeah. would rather. I'm not asking for rather, that. I'm not no, asking for that. I am. I am. These guys are, they make so much money. They make yeah. so Charles much Barkley money. It's not, not, not worth the quality of life. I don't care. I've seen Kevin McHale walk. I, okay. I am so sick. I am so sick of watching these guys flop around on the ground like a fish out of water. It is absolutely disgusting. All right, Dave. And, and Dave. I, I, I lose respect for these guys would, every would, single time that they do it. Would you question the toughness of one Jim Brown? No. Jim Brown, after every play, would lay there as if he was hurt because he didn't want the other team to know when he was really hurt. 
So maybe that's what every soccer <laughs> but he player wasn't, is doing. Now, hang on. Now, Jim Brown wasn't doing it hoping to get uh, some to to get an edge on a technicality. You have me there, right? Look, I don't yeah. try to win arguments. I have never won an argument on this show. But what I do try well, to no do is extend here. your talking points. There's no argument here to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I mean, it it's it's un-American. Oh my goodness! To roll dude. around on the ground, Just, feeling sorry you've, for you've yourself. Gone, you've gone very. What's that guy? Joe Dan Dakich. You've gone very. Yeah. Uh, this is I, the, I, I, look, my day, they practiced hard. There was no know, man. Like, management. Look, when Dave and Here's I are on this show, I want the show to be called the House of Un-American Activities Committee. I, I've been punched in the face before, and it yeah. doesn't hurt as bad as what the way some of these guys man, act. So but you bad. get a flagrant it, it foul, hurt. Dave. You get a flagrant <laughs> foul called on your opponent if they if they go back and review. I wouldn't. Uh, for, I wouldn't the want the flagrant. Thing. I wouldn't yeah. take the flagrant. I don't need the flagrant. You know, like this is my thing. Have some pride in yourself. Have some pride in your ability have some pride in in the work that you put in to prepare for these games and go out and win it between the lines not in the rule book no Th- this Tri- is triple this doubles is last forever Giannis did the right thing no nah, we um, but we live in a society that doesn't value we live just in playing a society, the game. society we live we don't in a value society how hard you play the game only whether you win or lose and you make the number go higher it's just the it's the tech bro it's the hedge fund guys infecting our sports and we should not stand for it i've got a value add for you dave i'm looking forward to two of the best teams in the nba playing on primetime tnt thank you knicks kings Ooh. thursday night two like the, the brain two of the statistically best teams <laughs> and i like that brain man randall um, sabonis anyways if you want to support our show do that at patreon.com slash fast break breakfast if you're anywhere near memphis don't miss rock and roll hall of famers journey they're coming to the fedex forum on april 1st with special guest toto get your tickets today at ticketmaster.com or the FedEx Forum box office. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to the Grits and Grinds YouTube channel. Dave, thanks for stopping in. Rest of you guys, you're the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being TNG. Fab break, break, man. You understand? Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. 
Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com.